Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I'd like to welcome those online as well. Uh, we're ringing a little we're bit. We're ringing a little bit. That's a good sign. Um, we're going to give you an update today on uh, what I'll say are the four W's of our project. Uh, one is, where have we been in the last year? Uh, where are we at currently? Where do we anticipate going the rest of the year? I got to tell you, though, we're really excited to give you this update because there's been a lot going on behind the scenes. Um, and we thought that it was really important for you to know, hey, what's going on with the new church? So we're very blessed to be able to, um, to give you this update. The fourth W, though, is uh, Pastor Josh is going to give us the why. So we're building a new church. We're uh, on that journey. There's been a lot of stuff behind the scenes. But Josh, why are we even doing this? Yeah, the why is a big a part of this. Let me just say, um, we're going to take you on a little bit of a journey here. Some of you have been here through the journey in the last decade, and you know where we've been, and you've heard some of this stuff. Some of you are brand new, so you're hearing some of this stuff for the first time, um, and we're going to share with you a lot of details. We thought we would have moved dirt already by now. We did. Um, but uh, last year, there was a whole lot of work that, is, that has gone on that we, we're anxious for dirt to move because we keep have people keep telling us, when is it going to happen? But we're really, really close, but there's a lot of work that's going on behind the scenes. And so let me just talk about the why of this project. You know, um, how many know the favor of God's just been on this place? Yeah. It has. We continue to see the church grow. We see lives transformed all the time through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and so what used to be a little building uh, or, or what used to be a little church with a lot of building space has turned into a big church with little building space. I mean, just look around in here. There's not many seats left. There's, we're doing three services in this tiny building. And, um, you know, we realized a while ago that without a bigger tool, um, uh, you know, this building is a tool. It's not the church. You're the church. Amen. But this is a tool that we use to, to reach people and to, to grow them into disciples of Christ. And we realized without a bigger tool um, and a more efficient tool that our ability to do that effectively was going to be diminished. And so we, we began seeking God about this uh, a number of years ago, and, and uh, we felt God's hand upon us to move forward. And, and um, this dream of a new building, I think, perfectly aligns with God's heart to reach as many people as possible. How many know it's about people? Yeah. Okay, it's not about having a big church. It's about people. Yeah. And each person out there is a person. Amen? Amen. And one of the things that Jesus said uh, in the Great Commission is, go and make disciples of all nations. And so if we're serious about that, do you understand if we're serious about being on mission for Jesus, that means this church is going to grow. And so uh, it, it's, it, we've watched it grow. You know, we believe as long as there is one person in our community who doesn't know Jesus, this church needs to be growing. Amen. That's just our heart. So, so hear me clearly. We make no apologies about being a growing church because growing church equals lives that are being changed for Jesus. Amen? Amen. And so that's the why. So, you know, please understand when we talk about all this stuff, you know, it's not about having bathrooms that work every week. Although we like that. By the way, they're working today, right? Amen. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's not about more parking. Some of you, I, I can look in this room and notice a lot of you parked across the street. Uh, it's going to be great to have more parking. It's going to be great to have more space. Um, but ultimately, this is not about convenience and comfortability. This is about reaching more people effectively. Uh, for Jesus. And so that's, that's, that's the why behind this. So Pastor Josh, you started this journey with some in this uh, sanctuary today back in 2012 when we were a lot younger, all of us. 
Um, can you walk us through kind of what's been the journey up to this point? Yeah, I was still in my 30s at that point. So oh, my. I'm almost 50. I'm getting old. So, But uh, anyway, um, let me give you a little bit of this journey, and I'll try to make this short. We started pursuing this uh, back in 2012. So I had spent a number of years. I've been here since 2000. And I've spent a number of years telling people, we're not building. I do not want to build. I don't want to do that. And I went on sabbatical one year. The church gave me a whole month off just to kind of rest and recuperate. And when I come back from sabbatical, I come back dreaming. And God put this in my heart. And uh, I remember that first board meeting back. And I didn't even have it on the agenda. And the board just started talking about it. So, Pastor Josh, God's plan, not yours. God's plan, your kingdom come, your will be done. <laughs> But you know, sometimes God tells you to do something and you're like, oh my goodness, no, right? <laughs> and you got to remember, I was a project engineer before I quit, uh, quit that and went to Bible college. So I understood the, what this was going to take. I, I wasn't unrealistic mm -hmm. about this. But anyway, um, that was in the fall of 2011. We just talked about it as leadership and we decided to introduce the dream to the congregation in 2012. We took one year, all we did was pray over this dream. That's all we did. We didn't raise money. We didn't do anything. We wanted to make sure that we were in alignment with God. And if this was really God, we wanted to set this thing with foundation of prayer. Uh, we're just believing that. And so we spent a whole year. We didn't do anything. We just prayed. Well, in 2013, we launched the Changing History Giving Campaign. And the goal of that campaign was to put us in position to buy a piece of property. So understand, this process started with let's build here. We only have an acre. This land is landlocked. There's green space. You can't buy. It's just, we already knew it was impossibility because we had worked with Kent County. We looked at all the codes and we went, if we're going to expand, it can't be on this property. It can't happen here. It can't happen here. So we knew that pretty early on. And so we began this dream. So think about this. We began this with no money, nothing but a dream. And, uh, boy, you talk about being overwhelmed. I felt a little bit how Moses must have felt when he went to the children of Israel and said, hey, we're going somewhere. And they must have looked at him like he was crazy at first, what? right? So I felt a little bit like that, but we're going to pursue this by faith. So uh, that was in 2013. Well, in 2016, after three years of saving for a down payment, in the spring of that year, God opened the door for us to purchase a 26-acre piece of property just across the bridge in Queen Anne's County. Such a miracle property, because in that one year that we prayed, one of our prayer focuses was, Lord, give us a piece of property on a main route with maximum missional potential. Oh my goodness, this property fits that bill. Um, amazing piece of property. And you've heard me tell the story, some of you, but some of you don't know this. Um, Walmart had their eyes on this land to build a super center there. And they wanted to build the big super center in Queen Anne's County said, no, we're not, we want you to build Walmart, but not the big, big one. So Walmart bailed out of the process, um, and they had a contract on this land for $1.2 million. We got it for five seventy-eight. dollars mm, Amen. You talk about a miracle. Uh, I mean, you know, God did not want a Walmart on that land. He had plans <laughs> for that land, you know. So uh, God opened up the land. A uh, little quick story that's so interesting is in the early 2000s, because I've been here since the year 2000, um, before we even thought about building... Uh, one of my board members at that time, took. we went to lunch, and he says, I want to go somewhere. I want to drive you out somewhere. And we drove out to this piece of property. And he said, Pastor, wouldn't this be a great place for a church? And I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Years later, this is the property that God has mm. for us. You know how God, sometimes God plants things in your past. 
to confirm things in, in your present. And, and I, learned that, I learned that lesson there. But um, anyway, um, give you an idea. Most of you have been out there, but uh, you go across the bridge, Chester River Bridge. Everybody knows where the Rural Farms is on 213 Queen Anne's County. Turn on 544, we're the second piece of property down on the right. And so it's about four miles from here, for, so not very far from here at all. A little over 26 acres. A little over 20, 26.34 acres. And so uh, uh, God has given us an amazing piece of property. It's a miracle piece of property. Um, in 2018, so we bought that in 2016. In 2018, we actually paid the balance of this off. Mm. So we don't owe any money on this. We own this, this land outright. Um, no mortgage on it. Um, we've been farming it since. Well, we haven't well, been we farming haven't been it. Farming. A farmer has been farming it. Wouldn't be pretty if we farmed it. No, no, I'm not sure I know what I was doing. So, but anyway, uh, we've been having it farmed uh, since, and so you've seen crops on there. And that's some of what you're seeing in the background. Is some, oh, yeah. Some aerials of uh, drone footage of it actually being farmed. Yeah, this is actually our property. Us. Yeah, so this is what you're, you're not, you don't even hear anything I'm saying. You're just watching that, right? <laughs> so anyway, in 2018, we paid the property off. And then in 2019, we went to the initial building design phase. So before you can start developing the land, you've got to have a footprint of the building. So you can't just go, hey, we're going to build some type of building to develop the land. You've got to have a footprint. So we had to go through this process. We worked with Torchio Architects, and, and that was about a year process. And this is the design that we come up with. And, and uh, you can see the different uh, sides of the facility. Um, our intent was to build a church for the next generation one that would fit the rural cont contour of the land out there on 544. And we want this place to be a property where the community comes. And so that was a big part of our heart and thought process and designing it the, the, way it the way it did. And, uh, you know, I've had people tell me, well, it looks like a barn. That's exactly right. And uh, Jesus was born in a barn, right? It's going to be good. And so uh, we're excited about the way this building looks and, and, and how it's going to be functional. Let me just take you on the inside for just a moment. Um, inside your bulletin, you have a schematic. And if you're like me, you might have to hold it, hold it this way. It's a little hard to see. But um, this is about, it's actually two pods to the building, um, about 18,422 square feet. You say, how does that compare to where we're at now? Well, we have 5,000 square feet here. So a little bigger. So it's going to be a little bigger, right? So... Um, let me just kind of walk you through some parts of this building because we actually did make a change since we last met with you. Um, go one forward there, guys. Um, the big change that we made, everybody see the purple there in the main building pod? The bathrooms are now there. The bathrooms used to be in that other pod where the kids' area was. Um, and there are bathrooms in the kids' area that are separate bathrooms. For the kids. For the kids. Uh, but the main bathrooms will be here. And we just thought that would cut, that would be better for the kids' area. That way there's not... It, it just makes it easier for parents and security and all those things for our kids' area to work really well. So we moved our bathrooms over to there. If you look at the blue part, that's pretty much the office area. That's where your church offices will be. Um, you might notice right above the purple, there's a copy room and a conference room. We designed it to toggle between the office and the rest of the church so that we can use those spaces, but be able to lock off the rest of the offices you know, so that, that conference area will be a conference area for the offices, but also we can use that for a classroom um, church-wide as well. If you go to the sanctuary part there, um, that sanctuary is set up for 359 seats. Um, to give you an idea, there's 140 in here. So we've got 140 chairs in here. Um, so that's what that's designed for. 
Um, and then you have a huge lobby area. That is really, I, I like to call it the crown jewel of the building. That's our fellowship hall. That's where we're going to do events. That's where people are going to mm -hmm. congregate. Fellowship is a big deal here, hence Hope Fellowship, right? So uh, that, that's going to be where we do a lot of events. Plus, we could do events in the sanctuary because those chairs could be broken down. Um, we're not doing pews. We're doing chairs. So we could use that space for, for practical things. Um, if you go to the next one, um, uh, go, go to the other pot. Oh, here, right here, there's a big terrace off that lobby, a big patio. And so there'll be big doors that can open, uh, especially on nice days, that we can flow from the patio to the lobby all the way to the sanctuary. Uh, you imagine how we can use that for events and in, in, in functions and outreaches. So we're really, really excited about that, that patio or terrace that will be a big part of our, our fellowship area, especially, especially, when the, especially when the weather's nice. Uh, go one forward there, Bob. And then there's the, the education wing. And uh, this is where the kids' area is. And the kitchen is going to be right on the top there. That way, <laughs> I hear some excitement. That's great. So uh, somebody heard about kitchen. They're like, yes, yeah. praise Jesus. Um, but the kitchen will be able to service the kids' area, the, the lobby where we plan to do events, the patio, and the sanctuary. It's located to be able to touch all those areas uh, with a short distance. And then uh, there's a mechanical room there. you got to have that. And then you have the kids' area, and you can see that kids' area will be very secure. Otherwise, it'll be, we'll be able to, to, to flow our kids in and out of there, very secure uh, for your kids. Um, that'll be a drastic change. Everybody that goes to the bathroom now has to walk through the kids' area. That's no why more. we got all those curtains downstairs. The future says no more to that. No more to that. Pastor Molly is super excited about that. Because all you all going to the bathroom every week causes chaos, right? Because you, you just hear all the noise. But anyway, uh, that gives you an idea of, of the actual building space. So we're really, really excited. So we got this done. Um, we spent a whole year doing this building design in 2019. Um, 2020, we didn't do anything. Anybody know why? COVID. We were just trying to survive, right? Yeah. Uh, we were like, oh my gosh, this building dream might be dead. Is anybody ever coming back to church again? Little did we know COVID was our best friend because it forced us to buy the equipment to get online. And uh, Gary, we just did a, in the membership class. You want to talk about that for yeah, a second? Yeah, so in membership class, we had 19 people attend just last Saturday. Pastor Josh did an informal poll. How many of you watched us online before you actually came in and attended a service and 10 out of 19 raised their hand. So we kind of knew that for those of you online watching, um, but a lot of you all that start that have recently started here kind of test drove us and watched us online before you came in. Um, so online has been really helpful in growing our ministry. Yeah, it really has. So we didn't do much of anything in 2000 um, or 20, but in 2021, we began the civil engineering process. Um, so we had to, we had to, to get to the point where we could start developing the land and you got to have approved blueprints and codes and all these kind of stuff done. And that is quite, that's been quite a process. In fact, we, we've learned that there, this yeah. is the hardest part. This is harder than getting the building permit down the road. Um, there's just a lot of things you got to go through from environmental to stormwater management to all the planning of that. So let me just show you the site layout um, for a second. And um, it's kind of a big picture view. You can see Route 544. Rural farms would be to the pointed side there or the green. But uh, the orange there is the parking. And then the, the yellow is the, the, the building. You can see the two pods of the building. And by the way, why it's designed that way is that we can expand. We can actually expand that sanctuary. 
uh, if we choose to do that, or we can expand the kids area in multiple directions there. So that's why we designed it like that, uh, because we're not just thinking about our generation, we're thinking about future generations. We believe that this dream is multi-generational, mm -hmm. and we're thinking about the property um, that way. Those purple areas are future buildings. That one purple um, area, the big one, we're talking about maybe a future gym. We don't know. We're not saying we're, that's going to happen. But we, we kind of work that into the site work plan now. And then the littler one there is where we're looking to put a pavilion, which we're going to talk about. We're hoping that's going to go up, actually, in the next year. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then there's ball fields. You can see the pink. Um, we've got ball fields and soccer fields. Once again, we don't want to just build a facility in a place where we just do church. We want to build a place where we tell the community, come, come, right? So that's a big deal to us. And then everybody see the green area down there? Okay, that is the afforestation area. We got to plant four acres of trees. You say there ain't a tree on the land now. I know. It's just what happens. It's just what you have to go through. So that's a, that's, that gives you a kind of a, a, a big picture idea of where we've been in this process. So there's a lot of work that's gone on here. Um, over there the has. last decade. And it really has picked up speed yep. over the last few years. And so that brings us to the end of, of uh, 2021. And so, Gary, you've been very involved in 2022 um, since you've been on staff. So you want to kind of lead us through what we did in 2022 sure. yep. and, and kind of move us forward. Yeah, so the last time Pastor Josh gave a, gave a formal update to the congregation, we had just finished um, getting our um, site approval from Queen Anne's County. Queen Anne's County has been great to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, between, we have to work with the county as well as State Highway because 544 is a state highway. Um, but there's a lot of details that have to go into getting your final grading permit. So when he updated us on January 13th of last year, we had just gotten approval with conditions. Now conditions is a big word. So what we spent last year working on are those conditions. So we needed to have, um, Letters of credit or sureties, uh, we actually needed five, a little over $400,000. What does that mean? Um, I'm going to use a non-legal de definition of this, so for the attorneys in the room and online, I apologize, but I think this is what it is. Um, we had to get the bank to underwrite that if we didn't complete certain work, that the county could go to the bank and get the funds to complete the work. In other words, the county doesn't want us to go out and start work and then we decide we're disinterested. Um, there's not the money to do the project. You'll hear about that later. There is the money to do that. Um, but there needs to be an assurance that that work will get completed. So we had to go and get that, um, those letters of credit from a bank. And that's not just with churches. That's with anybody who builds. Anybody that develops would need that. Now, here's the thing. We needed a process then to go actually go to banks. Um, so we didn't just kind of randomly call up banks. We put a list together of five local banks, and we put a process together and said, hey, we're interested in you partnering with us for these letters of credit. Could you talk about what the terms would look like to the church in order to have those letters of credit? So we put a process together, something called a request for proposal. We went out to five banks, um, and that I'll talk about in a little bit gave us uh, one bank that we ended up cho choosing to do the letters of credit. But wait, there's more. Um, we also needed to have uh, legal agreements set forth for stormwater management as well as planting the trees, the afforestation area. The county wanted to know 
through a legal document that they can come in at any point and walk on the property and inspect what's happening. So we needed to have those legal documents that says the church is giving the county permission to come and do that for the trees that will be planted in the future as well as for the site work. So we needed agreements for that, but right in order to do those agreements, uh, Pastor Josh and I could have sit, sat and wrote those, they would have never cut it. So we had to go out and find a, an attorney that would actually write those documents for us. Along the way, in order to get the letters of credit, we need to have equity, right? The bank's not gonna just underwrite $440,000 without, without us having equity. So in order to get equity, we use this property as well as the land on 544. Little thing we learned along the way, we actually didn't own the church. Huh? Um, the church back in the 60s when it was developed was actually owned by, and still owned until last year, by the Potomac District. Yeah, which is the fellowship that we're a part of. Yeah. So we had to go and get the ownership put in our name. That was a matter of Pastor Josh re reaching out to the district, and the district's like, we didn't even know we still owned it. Um, you know, documents needed to be transferred and need to be registered at the county, and the church became yeah. owners. So our, our lawyer helped up the, with that process. Mm -hmm. So when this church was planted back in the 60s, the church didn't have the money, so the district helped this church buy this land, and so that's why it was in their name. And it was a matter of us just getting the legal paperwork, and they signed it over to right. us. So we went through a process for request for proposal on three separate sets of work, on the banking, on the site contractor, and just most recently on the architects and engineering firm, because we had an initial design, but we need construction documents to, to fully be ready to build a new building. So we went through the process to go out to banks. We went to five banks. People's Bank of Chestertown actually became the bank of a record on this project uh, had the terms that met most favorably with the church, and so now we have a partnership with People's Bank. Yeah, and, and you know they're not they're not telling me to say this, but I'm going to say it. They have been super helpful through this process, very servant-hearted with us. Um, uh, God's favor has been on this process, so so we just want to thank People's Bank. I mean, they've 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 really they've really been partners with us on this. And as you can appreciate, right, except for some of you that do this for a living. Um, we don't do this every day. So working with banks that do this every day, it was super helpful. And Peoples has walked with us all along the way. We used a similar process then for um, the site contractor. We went out and we, we took that to six contractors locally. Three responded. So three chose not to bid on the project, but three chose to, to bid on the pro project. All of the process that we use is going through a, a building committee that Pastor Josh will talk about in a little bit. So out of those three proposals, we poured over those and analyzed them, did a kind of a side-by-side -side comparison. And David A. Bramble out of Chestertown actually became the uh, contractor of record who will do our site contracting. And then lastly, we just finished this past week, but we started the process late uh, in 2022, doing a similar go out and look for architecture and engineering firms. So Pastor Josh talked about um, Torchio did the initial design. We went out to three firms, Torchio being one. Uh, we just brought back a recommendation to our building committee last week. So we have a recommendation for an architect and engineer to do the construction documents, and then Pastor Josh is going to take that forward uh, to the board. Yeah, and so that'll, that'll happen here in the next month. We're about ready to move on that. So just so everybody knows what we're talking about, we got the building initial building design, but now you've got to go to the details of it all in order to get your construction documents. So that's when you're picking what kind of heating and, and, and cooling and, 
and you're starting to get to the nitty-gritty of what's going to be in this building. So that's that process. Um, let me introduce you to our building committee, because this is not just Pastor Josh and, and or Gary. There, we have, um, I, I marvel when I, when I look at this table, because how many know God has a plan before you know there's a plan? Yes. yes. And Amen. I'm amazed at the people that God has brought to the table for such a time as this to work on this project. It is absolutely amazing. So this is our building committee, and let me go ahead and introduce them to you. Um, starting from uh, left to right, uh, there is Preston Jaquette. Uh, he's also our treasurer here at the church. But uh, Preston uh, uh, is now retired. He, he, he decided to hang it up here uh, as far as his career goes. But he was the chief financial officer, David A. Bramble, for decades. Uh, so he has lots of finance experience. Uh, he's an accountant by trade. Uh, you know me, and I actually have a construction uh, background because I was a project engineer before I quit fighting God and, and went to Bible college. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so God has a way of doing that to you, right? But uh, so I'm very familiar with a lot of these processes. And then uh, Keith Dill, uh, safety and risk assessment manager at David A. Bramble, um, just knows processes and state highway processes. And Will Albright, uh, who's sitting here in the room, uh, property manager and customer service um, at KRM Development. And uh, Kenny Matthews, uh, Kenny Matthews Electric and Plumbing, and uh, I think he was in the first service. And then Gary here. Gary, well, Gary, Gary is our uh, operations coordinator here at the church. He's on staff with us. And Gary actually came out of retirement to be a part of what we're doing here. And uh, what, Gary, what you don't know about Gary is Gary is retired from hospital chief operating officer. So Gary has actually been through this process in building medical facilities and hospitals that he's been in charge of in the past. And so he brings a ton of experience. And then Rose, uh, Rose, wave your hand, you're up here. Rose, administrative specialist at uh, Kent County Sheriff's Office and has a lot of legal background as well uh, in, her in what she's done over the years. So she brings a, a lot of wisdom there. And then Daryl Hagerman. Daryl, you're in the back there. And uh, Daryl is the project manager for uh, KRM Development. And uh, how many of you have been to the new YMCA? in all the Dixon buildings, Daryl was the project manager that got those things built. That was his job, that's what he does. He's building the Y down there in Queen Anne's County now, so we're glad. So I just tell you, this is an amazing team of people that we didn't, I mean, it's not like we, we went out and God put them here for such a time as this. Amen. So they've been incredibly valuable and continue to be valuable in this process. So, so that's who's on the team. So there's been a lot of meetings this year. Um, these guys give up their time out of their schedule and work to come and be a part of these meetings. And a lot of things have gotten done this year. So Gary, we talked about where we've been, what we did last year. What's kind of happening now? You want to give us an update on that? Sure. So where are we at right now? Um, uh, so uh, that's me in the hat. I was smart enough to put a hat on. Um, last Tuesday, Daryl and I uh, joined uh, folks from uh, Bramble, um, from the Queen Anne's County Department of Public Works, folks from State Highway. Uh, we did what's called a pre-construction meeting. This is one of the last steps in our process to get our grading permit. Um, so we met out on the site last Tuesday morning at 9. I can tell you a Tuesday in January with the wind whipping, um, it's a little cold. Daryl took that photo, so he's off screen. He did not have a hat on, so he was colder to me. Um, uh, but this is one of the last milestones, and it looks like a whole bunch of nothing maybe, but um, it's one of the toll gates to, to, for us to be able to get um, our grading permit. So Bramble team is ready. They're mobilized. Um, some of the, the structures, some of the concrete things that need to go in the ground, they actually began to have built last year. 
So they have those on hand. Um, it's now weather permitting. We need to get the permit. That'll happen in the next couple of weeks. Um, and once we have the permit, it's really up to Bramble to say, hey, look, the, the ground's ready to go. Folks are walking around out there on Tuesday, and it's a little soft. I'm thinking it looks like it's ready to me, but um, I'm not a site developer. Bramble's the expert. Um, and then um, we had, as I mentioned earlier, a meeting just this past Wednesday where we brought together the documents from the three architecture and engineering firms that bid on the construction document process. So we made a recommendation that was unanimous. I mean, all of our decisions end up being unanimously approved. That was unanimously approved. Pastor Josh has that now that he'll take that to his board. Um, but we're in the process now of being able to hire an architecture and engineering firm to actually work with us to do the construction documents. So as we go through this year, we'll have those in hand and we'll be ready to go. Yeah, so we're really excited about that. So you guys haven't been able to see a whole lot, but boy, there's been a whole lot that's going on this year, a whole lot of necessary steps to get us in position to start developing that land. So let me take a moment and just talk about 2023 goals. Um, and we just kind of laid these out. Goal number one is to complete land development work. And by the way, that's not going to take very, very long. That's going to take, we think, a month or two, yep. uh, depending on weather. And you're probably looking at moose dirt starting to fly March, April. It just depends on the weather. Um, there comes a point where you want the ground to be dry enough so the project's done right. And uh, Bramble will make that call um, in the long run. So when we talk about land development work, we're talking about access lane off the state highway. Um, that has to be done. Parking. Um, so you're going you're gonna to have your base layer of paving done in this first phase, um, your, your curb and gutters, your stormwater management, and then grading of property, getting us ready for building. So that's what we mean by land development work. Um, and so that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of the first step. And then Yeah, and then uh, as the uh, architect and engineering firm is approved, we'll begin to sit down with them and really dig into, so what goes inside of that envelope? You've seen what the footprint looks like, but now we've got to decide all things like finishes, lighting, what kind of air conditioning we're going to use. You say, well, air conditioning is pretty simple, right? It's kind of not. I mean, there's a lot of different options in terms of the type of system, who's going to be the supplier, how do you maintain that in the future. Um, and so all that will take us somewhere between six and eight months of this year uh, to be able to get that completed. In addition, Pastor Josh referenced that small purple block um, on the earlier diagram, that's the pavilion. Uh, we have in our heart, he said, as a goal for us to get a pavilion built this year. We'd love to be able to get out there later this year, have parking on site, have a pavilion where we could begin to help hold services or other events on site. So that's in our radar for 2023. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about that. That's been in the plan all along, um, but we're, we're excited. To give you an idea of what the size of the pavilion we're looking at, it's as big as the footprint of this church is right now. So we're gonna put a pretty good pavilion up and uh, we're really yeah. excited about that. And then the last part of this is to finish the Pave the Way campaign. You know, we've been in this cycle of raising a million dollars to get the, the land development done um, and to get these initial things done out of the way. We just crossed $800,000 this week. So isn't that amazing? So that's, that's absolutely amazing. So our, our goal is to reach that $1 million by the end of this year, which we believe that that's not going to be a problem that at the pace we're on, and I'll explain that in just a second. Um, but I want you to understand um, the land's paid for, and we have all the money on hand right now to do, the, to do the land development work, to put the pavilion up, and also 
to work with the firm and the engineering firm to do our construction documents. We have that money on hand. That's all that right. So even though we're heading towards a million here, and some of that will probably toggle, like we got some other things to do, like we got to plant the trees eventually, but some of this money may toggle into the next phase, which is actually building the building. So think about this. Because we've done it in the way we've done it, when we go to build this building, we're not wrapping in all the land development work into a 25-year 25 year mortgage. It's paid for already. So that's saving us a lot in the, in the long run. Um, and so that just gives you an idea of kind of what our goals are uh, by the time we get to the end of, of this year. And uh, my dream is that we're on that property having a service sometime. Amen. Here. Um, you know, we're going to have a day where we have a service out there. We're, and so uh, that's, that's hopefully we can get the pavilion up, and that's, that's kind of our goal. So you're wondering, what's it going to cost? Yeah, so are we. Um, everybody knows that pricing in the, it, overall in our lives has been kind of a moving target. So we're going to take a shot at it today, tell you what we think. Um, if anybody has a case of eggs, we think we could trade a case of eggs right now. <laughs> for the entire, no, the entire We need you all to get chickens and sell eggs. That's how we're going to build that building. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're talking about a building a little under... Uh, 20,000 square feet. So we're doing an estimate right now of about $200 a square foot. That would put us around the $4 million mark. But we don't know, quite honestly. Um, pricing's been a moving target. But we also can't go out to contractors right now and say, what would it cost to build this? Because we don't have those construction documents. So once we have those in place in the next the six to eight months, that'll really give us a better idea of how much is it going to cost to build? But using the $4 number right now is just kind of a plug number. Pastor Josh will talk to you. How do we pay for $4 million? Yeah, so uh, that was kind of our best guesstimate. And, and if any of you are in supply-driven businesses, you know it's like I can't tell you what prices are going to be six months from now because it's all over the place. Things have actually gone down from where they've been, mm -hmm. which is good. Um, but there's variables there. But so we, we when, I'm, when we're talking about the $4 million to build the building, we're talking about building the building. Okay, we're talking about all the other stuff being paid for and done, 100%. done with. Um, and so that, that is, you know, we're well on our way with that. So let's talk about our current finances, kind of where we are right now to give you an update. Um, one of the other things, besides all this work um, to get to where we're at now, We've also been working on the financial end for a better part of, of, of a decade. And remember, I told you we started this dream with no, no money and uh, just a dream. And then we started building in a, a budget because you're going to have to be able to pay a mortgage down the road. And over the last decade, we, we now, as we speak today, have, have a $2 million mortgage built into the budget right now. You say, well, what are you doing with that money? Well, it goes towards the building project every month. That's where it's going. It's going to pay for a lot of this stuff on top of what you guys are giving um, towards that project. And so um, that, is, that is good because last year um, we were just at a million and now we're, we have $2 million built into the budget. And so the other thing is, is um, this property appraised for 512000 which we believe we could sell it for more. Um, can I tell you a little not so secret secret? I want to keep this property. I would love to do that. I think it would be great. This is such a great piece of property. We'll let God determine that as we go down the road. If God determines that in order to make that transition, we've got to sell this property, we may do that. We haven't made a decision on that. But when you, when you realize you could sell this for over a half million, um, you have the $2 million budget built in, 
we got to raise about 1.5 more million to build. And uh, I know that sounds like a lot of money, but we're like in the building committee going, oh my gosh, we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel um, because that's very possible for us as, as we move forward. And we're, we're excited about that. So when I talk about raising the 1.5, that could be in cash asset, like gifts that comes in through people giving specifically to that, or it could be we can afford to raise that, that mortgage budget more. So it's, it's a combination of those two things. So I have been praying such a big prayer over this that from the beginning that one of my prayers is, is that we would not just get over there, that we would be able to pay it off quickly so that we could maximize dollars to do ministry. That's been my prayer. And, and my other prayer has been, Lord, and I know this is a big, big ask, but Lord, I pray that as soon as we start moving dirt, that this process just won't stop until it's built. Then, then we would be amazed. Amen. And we've pursued this by faith, and God's been faithful. We've seen God show us unbelievable favor um, in this, and we're going to continue to pursue this by faith. But what used to be just a dream is now we're seeing light. It's a little bit down the road still, but this thing is actually speeding up at a quicker pace, and, and uh, some things are getting ready to move on this. So we want to thank you. Uh, yeah. Some of you have been with the, the journey since the beginning in 2012. Others of you have joined more recently, and you may be sitting here hearing all this for the first time and, and thinking about joining the process. But this doesn't happen without a congregation that's committed to this process, committed to, to donating funds, committed to praying for the project. And so we're indebted to you because we've gotten this far because of the people that are sitting in this congregation and those watching online. Yeah, just thank you so much. I mean, this is an amazing congregation you love the lord you, you give and so many of you have been giving on top of your tithes and offerings towards this on a monthly basis and and uh we can't say thank you enough that god's setting the stage uh for us moving forward and if you're new with us you're welcome to join in in the process uh with us but we're, we're excited about where god's taking us um here in the future and uh you know i would like to use this phrase it's about to get real it's been real for a long time but uh, you're about to start to see some physical things happening. It's going to get real, real. It's going to get real, real. So we're really excited about that. Um, what I want to do this morning is uh, if you got your communion on the way in, would you grab that? And uh, if you did not get communion, raise your hand. Our ushers will get to you. Anybody not served communion, we'll get that out to you. I think we got one over here, guys. We're going to take communion together as a way of um, kind of ending this favor series today was really kind of a part of that of that series and you know i've been talking about the favor of god and needing the power of god in our lives and we've been praying over that not only personally but we're praying for an increase in god's favor over our church and you know as i was going through the fall the thought occurred to me there is no doubt the favor of god has been on this place there's no doubt what we do in this tiny building is an absolute miracle my thought is this I don't want to lose the favor of God, first of all. Amen? You can lose it. Second, I realize we're going to need an increase in his favor and his help to get to where we need to go. And so that's what we're asking the Lord for um, as we move forward. So we're going to take communion as a way of, A, honoring the Lord, but also asking for an increase in his favor. You know, one of the things that happens when we take communion is communion is about giving thanks to the Lord for the past for the present and for the future. You say, what do you mean about that? Well, when we take communion, we're remembering what Jesus did for us on the cross in order to pay the price for our past, right? 
for our sins. And him doing that made our relationship with him in the present possible, amen. So when we take communion, it's not just about what he did for us, it's about what he's doing in and through us now. We're thankful for that relationship and all that you did on the cross to make that possible. And then Jesus said one day, we're gonna be with him in eternity and we're gonna take together face to face with Jesus in the future when his kingdom comes in its full. And so when we take communion, we're also giving Jesus thanks for the future and anticipating what he's got yet to come in our lives. And so would you stand with me? We're gonna take communion together. We're gonna ask for his favor. We're gonna tell him thank you for all that he's done is doing and is going to do in the history and the life of this church and so what i want you to do is would you take the bread would you get that out and as we do quite often when we take communion would you break it in half it's a visible reminder of what jesus did for us he came and his body was broken in order for his innocent blood to be shed for the price for our sin and so the bread, his body that was broken, the wine or the juice reminds us of his innocent blood that was shed to pay the price for our sins. So would you bow your heads and let's just say a prayer of thanks to the Lord. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for who you are in our lives, that you are our, our way maker, that you are our redeemer, that you are our almighty God, you are our almighty father, you are our are, are everything, Father. And Lord, we're just so thankful that you sent your son to die for us, that his body may be broken and that his blood was shed to make our relationship with you possible. And Lord, we're just so grateful for that. Thank you for your grace, Lord, in our life. And Lord, as a church, we say thank you for all that you've done in this church's history. We say thank you for everything that you're doing right now in us and through us, Lord. And we say thank you. And we look forward to all that you have planned for us. And Lord, we know that without you, none of it's possible. Lord, we thank you for the favor that you've had on this church. And Lord, we ask together corporately for an increase in your favor. That Lord, we may glorify you with that new property that we may see more lives transformed. Lord, our, our dream is not that it would just be for our generation, but Lord, we, we dream of, of, of a property that's gonna make an, a lasting impact for generations to come in this community. Lord, we ask for your power. We ask for your favor. Lord, we ask for you to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we could ever ask or imagine. Lord, we ask it in your name. Lord, we give you thanks for all that you're gonna do that you have done in the name of Jesus. We said together, amen, amen. Let's go and eat together. Would you go ahead and open the cup and let's go ahead and drink together also. Would you just take one moment before we close? Would you just tell the Lord your own personal thank you? Would you do that? Father, we just thank you, Lord. We love you. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you for all that you're doing in our lives and have done and is going to do, Lord. We just give you all the glory and all the praise in the name of Jesus. We all said together, amen. Amen. I'm going to ask our prayer partners if they go ahead and come. Would you guys make your way up? If you're here this morning, 
have a need in your life or anything you need prayer over, we'll be up here ready to pray over you. Ask the Lord to work in your life. The rest of it, God bless you. Have a great Sunday.